Hi, I'm Malcolm McDowell, and unfortunately, you're watching Geekscape. But you are a geek, so hey, you deserve all you get. This has been ruined by what my marriage. My husband loves your Geekscape more than us. Awesome! Hey man, how you doing? Hey! Hey, what's up, Geekscapists? Welcome to episode 173 of Geekscape, your favorite movies, video games, and comic podcast. Uh, this is the new Geekscape studio, and it is not finished. We uh, still are kind of putting things in their place. Uh, my new office is much bigger than the last office. Um, and we kind of need stuff here. I think the Van Dam would be... Gilmore, if you don't mind panning, panning. Pan over here, please. Please. All right. All right. All right. Gilmore is way on the other side of the room now. Look at this. this is, we may need a bigger, better tripod, but this is a big blank wall. I think we need a little bit of Van Damage here. What do you guys think? <laughs> we need the Van Dam poster right here. Not a bad spot. Not a bad spot. We also have... Uh, there's Gilman Roy over there. There's Gilmore in the mirror. Uh, okay, back to here. Back to here. Come on. Do you guys like this experimental beginning of Geekscape? If this is your first Geekscape episode, you've just turned us off. <laughs> <laughs> if not, you're a loyal Geekscapist. Uh, we had a lot of fun last week at Comic Con with you guys, and you may recognize this guy right here, Kangen, from First Edition. He's one of our guests on uh, Geekscape. He's here with the co-creator of First Edition, Sam Weller. Uh, these guys have created this web series called First Edition, which a lot of people are calling the Guild of Comic Books, but I'm not calling it that. That's what they're calling it, but I'm not calling them that because... And we're not calling it yeah, that. It's, it's like, it's we a, it's, contractually can't call it that. Either. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 I, I'm, you know, I watched like, the first episode of The Guild, and I think it's cool, but uh, it didn't speak to me, maybe because I don't play World of Warcraft or anything like that, but I'm into comic books, and I love comic books, as you guys know. So first edition... You know what? The Guild is the first edition of World of Warcraft. That is what we're starting here on Geekscape. I love... I like you, are you okay with that? Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm let good. me write that first. It's uh, it's going on the second shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, and as the owner of first edition, as far as the WGA West is concerned, <laughs> um, I will say that that is these guys. Uh, can, long story. Kangan was at the booth last week doing Geekscape. And he forgot the WGA registration. For, uh, the, for the record, I did not. Mine is safely at home in my okay. safe. Okay. Samwise. Samwise Gamgee over here <laughs> forgot the, 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 the Writers Guild registration for first edition. So I then went and through some uh, legal trickery, uh, am now the creator of first edition. So. By the way, I'm going to have to reschedule your foot massage from <laughs> three to four today. That's okay. I just cut you out of the series. Um. So uh, Tim was a lame character anyway. <laughs> remember when? Uh, remember when we killed off Tim in the first uh, first ten seconds yeah, of right? season yeah. two? Anyway, guys, uh, let's talk real quick about <laughs> let's talk real quick about first edition because you guys are the creators. Um, what is it, it for the audience that hasn't been following our twitters and our resounding praise for the series? Um, the show is about it's a, uh, about the behind the scenes comic book industry i mean at, at the at the heart of it it's about a girl Lori banks who uh, decides to start her own comic to win the heart of a boy and uh, she enlists her she enlists the help brother. of the incredibly charismatic and totally oversexed tim banks he's uh, a shut-in who's yeah he's like a social recluse what i like about sam's character of tim who plays the younger brother who is all you know she you get it all in that first episode. It was a really good episode. And then, for me, the series really starts clicking with number two. So if you watch the first one and you're like, oh, it's just set up, 
that's fine. Because, yes, it is a setup episode. That's the idea in episode one. Episode two, when they meet your character and they start putting the team, uh, the, the, you know, they've got the artist, they've got the writer, but they need an inker, they need, you right. know, the, uh, the person to do the, the titles, they need an editor. When they start putting the team together, that's when everything starts clicking, right? I think that that is, like, the strongest element of season one, is that every single episode there's something brand new happening. Right. There's either a new thing introduced or something's progressing. I think that it's what sets it apart from other you know, shows in the net that I've seen that are also very good, but it's like you keep going back to like the same cast every episode. Mm-hmm. I think the advantage that we had just in the writing is that we're always adding something new every episode. So yeah, if episode one, you think it's, oh, okay, it's interesting, but it's not your cup of tea, just keep watching because we do yeah. a bunch of different stuff as we go on. And that was actually... Yeah, yeah it's, it's, like like the, it's like the wire. Here comes Omar. Yeah. You know. That was actually a note we got <laughs> right? when we were writing the show is, you know, a lot of people from the TV world were like, you have to introduce all your characters right. in the first episode, otherwise nobody's going to watch it. And we, for a second, tried to do that, and we were just like, that's, that's not... And even the season's wise, about assembling, you know? So. What's great about production-wise is you don't have to feed everybody. Yeah. They're not all there all yeah, the time. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to make sure that I they're there. I have to buy yeah. half as many bags of Cheetos. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Um, what I was going to tell you, Sam, is that you're definitely channeling the little brother from just one of the guys. Which is the great praise. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I can give you. I've never gotten that, that, but thank you very but much. Don't you think yeah, the, the, the little brother from just one of the guys. You guys are familiar with that. Um, <laughs> the, the William Zabka classic, just one of the guys. Uh, the little brother in that, Bud. Yeah. There Bud. you go. You are. You are. Uh, I think that you're definitely channeling that. Ch- channeling that. Is that okay? Are, are those are those comfortable feet to be uh, shoes to be filling there? That's accurate. Okay. <laughs> Um, but America is the, the lead in the mm-hmm. series, right? Yeah. She plays your older sister. Well, uh, or older your sister. older sister. Um, That'd be creepy if it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, uh, what's the story on, uh, on her? Because last week on the show, you guys watched Geekscape at Comic-Con. What, um, w- what was her role in, in putting it together? She said it was her idea. But on the, the WGA form, I found. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it said co-creator by you guys. But, but the funny thing is that on that WGA form, uh, it was written in crayon. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, yeah, no, the, the genesis of the whole project, I, I've i known America for a few years now. She produced a uh, another show with me, and I you know think she's a super talented actress and wanted to, you know, I love working with her. So I knew I wanted to do another show. I wanted to be an ensemble. I wanted to build the show around her. Um, so we had, in December, I think like right around my birthday, we had sushi, and we were just kind of talking about it. And figuring out, I knew I wanted to, the show to have an audience already. So we were mm-hmm. talking, we are like, what can we do? You know, what's, where is an audience? We can't do gaming, you know, because right. that's been done and other things. And so she was the one who suggested comics. And um, She goes, you know that dying art form? Yeah, yeah. That like you know that 20 years ago used to sell in the millions, but now yeah. like you have a hit if it sells in the hundred thousands? I think that's going someplace. We should tap into yeah. that. <laughs> we should be, and I'm like, comics, what? No. <laughs> Um, but, I don't know, man. I think they sold a lot of sea monkeys back in the day. Dude. Like, there's got to be something to that industry. What if we do a show about hula hoops? <laughs> just throwing it out there. It's Switch about a guy it. on a quest. It's just like 30 minutes. So there's something called Tamagotchi. There's a Japanese art form called Tamagotchi. And it's these little life forms that you that you have to raise from Okay, get this. You go to a supermarket and you buy a can of soup. But if you scan the barcode in your computer, it becomes becomes a monster <laughs> that you trade with other people. This is a brilliant Where idea. Where is my barcode battler? I literally, I, 
literally have it. Oh written. man, your LCD uh, creature totally beat up my LCD creature. I have creature. a barcode battler in my closet. I just put it away. I will never sell the barcode battler. It is one of those things where you literally are going and getting and like kids. Yeah, were, dude. I have it. Kids were getting stabbed for, for fucking UPC symbols so they could play it in barcode battler. And I think oh, that man. the industry's finally gotten back to that point. <laughs> you know, judging by the stabbing, at the most. Yeah, you know, you know. So, so, um, so America, America had, was like, let's do comic books. Comic yeah. books. Are I mean, fun. are you not a fan of comic books? Like, you know, what is your problem? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This is this is it. Jonathan moved us in, and it was this like, is the canyon, I'm spring canyon on Prince him. Beat down right here. So, so when you're too good for comics, like, what were that? I'm sorry. Canyon, I got I to gotta go. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? We're, we're here at Geekscape, so we're going to be uh, we're, we're gonna be honest. No, I'm not going to defend. Um, <laughs> 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 no, no, no. <laughs> You go to the Geekscape store where Kangan has nicely modeled some of our Geekscape shirts. I've drawn shit on his face. The first edition must die. He's got like fangs and like Dracula horns. Dracula horns coming out of his fangs. Sparks addiction, XUX. No, so. My Dracula has horns. My Dracula has horns. When he, <laughs> Gilmore, when he comes to me at night, he definitely has horns. When the Dark Lord, darkness, speaks to me. When it speaks through my soul. <laughs> you need a fan in your office. We have fans. Gilmore was a fan of Geekscape. Uh, Say hi to the audience. There you go. The, you, you should go. draw little fingers, uh, little faces on your fingertips. Yeah. Little you fingers should, on you your should. fingers. Yeah. That... Hi, we're the Gilmore children. So, I mean, oh, like this Gil. oh, this is Gil. Oh, this is. So how much do you hate comics? Yeah, why do you hate comics? <laughs> what do you think we're nerds? <laughs> this, is an inter- this is an intervention. Okay. Would you like so, to take a comic book home? I have a, would you like to take one of the many comics home with you? You want the answer? Yeah, sure. Okay, so so America had said comics because she, uh, she did the voiceover for, I don't want to get this wrong. No, oh, she did a, for In the Archie, Archie yeah, there mystery, was, there, the, it was like Archie's Mysteries was this cartoon where she voiced Betty. Uh, which was Betty. the blonde uh-huh. Betty. Betty. Right. Okay. So she voiced, so she, she, she's been around for comics. I, on the other hand, had not read a comic in many a year. Um, I think I glanced at it once when I was pounding this <laughs> asshole who was carrying comics. <laughs> hey, Dweeboid, those comics? Fuck. Hey, that's funny. <laughs> when I was lighting stuff on fire and I'm gonna burn killing your, I'm going to burn your cats. comics, you paused. <laughs> so, so the, the last comic you read was one that he was in the midst of burning. Hey, nerd, cry louder. It makes the flames get louder. <laughs> Please, Please get rolled up. Like, just let me go. So when they like put just it in somebody's mouth. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Don't burn that one. Please, it's limited edition. I was choking a kid with his Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, like. Have you gotten into comics since being have, part of the series? I have. Please, have I, you redeemed yourself? Yes, have you found God? I, I think I've redeemed myself. Yeah, he's been doing a really good job. Yeah. I, I've been his counselor, I hate Reed Richards. That's a start. You what? Right? I hate Reed Richards. Why do you hate Reed Richards? Because he's a punk and what he... What he did to uh, to the Hulk in the Planet Hulk series. Oh yeah, yeah. I have a big issue with that. To, to, be, to be fair, uh, you know Nick Fury played a part in that. There's some yeah, more and, and Tony Stark too. Really, you know, really I, quick to interject too. I just want to make note of the fact that Reed Richards is also part of like a long line of like Marvel scientists that are like really abusive to their close personal <laughs> relationships. It's like Hank Pym's like, shut up, right. Janet, shut right. up, Jan-. you know. And then like Reed Richards is like, I have a son. You know, like, <laughs> wait, Sue, why are you mad? I must quantify this. You know, it's like 
He is trying to cure the thing. No, he's not. Uh, I love Dude, how everything he's like. He's like, yeah. I am tormented by what I've done to my friend Ben Grimm, and it's like, but I'm gonna <laughs> make this also, ultimate nullifier. Is he also like Serbian. I am so terrified <laughs> what I've done to Ben Grimm. Um, Ben you Grimm, can. my wife, taken our eye by bear. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, yes. so how is the, the first two episodes are out this week? The third episode goes up. Where can people see first edition? Uh, watchfirstedition.com is uh, the main website where all the uh, all the episodes all are the going. fun can be found. Yeah. There was a hot babe in the episode two that you were looking at in the bar. Yes, what, will we there see was. The hot babe again? We will see her again. Uh, she will. Yeah. What episode? <laughs> she, Tell uh, me more. She will show up uh, at least one more time in this <laughs> but, but season. She's dead. And who knows? Maybe second season she Don't might spoil uh, it. she might be around as well. So. She's yeah. in like a flash frame, like murder. <laughs> <laughs> this is what comic fans will really do to you. <laughs> She's like Waldo that we put in. Like, <laughs> this like is the result of trading stuff. email messages on Facebook with nerds. They will kill you. <laughs> so, um, guys, we usually review a movie at the top of the show. Last week we didn't review a movie because we were at Comic Con kicking ass and we didn't have a movie to review. A lot of people saw Scott Pilgrim though. Gilmore saw Scott yep. Pilgrim. Did you enjoy Scott Pilgrim, Gilmore? Yes. Gilmore, uh, he enjoyed Scott Pilgrim, but we're going to have a Scott Pilgrim <laughs> review up for you guys, uh, you know, pretty soon. Do you want to review Scott Pilgrim now or do you want to review? Okay, let's do it. Review Scott Pilgrim. I just watched Youth and Revolt. How was that? You know. I wasn't crazy about it. <laughs> He's like, I love that. That was that, that was as good as my yeah. answer. That was basically. the review. Yeah. <laughs> that was good as my answer, and you're on camera. Michael Sarah blew up some stuff, so that was cool. And Michael Sarah actually blew up some stuff in uh, Scott Pilgrim the movie as well. It was actually really fun. Um, as uh, as you'll hear probably once the reviews start coming out, the pacing is a little weird. Pacing. But it was also kind of weird in the book, though. If you if you really look at it, did you guys read Scott Pilgrim the books? I haven't. I haven't either. So okay. Well, well, if you read, why are they here? Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, but if the, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but uh, the Scott Pilgrim books, stuff happens here and there, and you kind of forgive it because it's like, okay, they're going so, for sort of an anime manga style uh, where just random stuff happens here and there, and it's kind of funny, and then people change moods, and it, like really extremely. And this this also happens in the movie, and uh, it, it sort of hurt, it does hurt the pacing a little, but. The movie's a blast. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember you said, uh, I, I, who's, the, who's the guy that did the uh, the Shaolin soccer? Uh, yeah. Um, was this that director's who, who name? Was almost, yeah, who was almost uh, Kato. Yeah. Uh, so, it, okay. it, it's no, it's, uh, it's um, I forgot his name. Oh, Stephen Chow. Stephen Chow. Yeah, Stephen Chow. Stephen so, Chow. so it was going to be sort of a Stephen Chow type movie where, um, and it was a little less that, and it was a lot actually just... Uh, video game, like, like video game rules applied to life. Right, that's really great. Which was actually movie, really, really fun. The movie I mean, it starts at a clip and just doesn't let up the entire time. Right? Yeah, the yeah. entire time is is brilliant. I mean, I can't. I kind of don't want to spoil it, but it might get some people to the theater just because it's that awesome. The first thing that starts, the Universal logo yeah. is all eight bit, that's and nice. uh, they play and they play the uh, Universal uh, theme in like eight bit music, like a MIDI. Yeah. It's oh my god! It's it's amazing from there, and everyone cheered. It's the first time that I've ever seen a whole audience cheer for the Universal logo, yeah. and it was well. It was I mean, after Land awesome. of the Lost. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
that being said, Universal's kicking ass this summer because they yeah. don't have like Despicable Me, and you know they, they've had a pretty good. Yeah, summer. but I mean, this is the first time where it's like, fuck yes, I'm about to this this movie is about to understand me. Gilmore, uh, what do you think? Do you think that the fact that the movie understands you is because having seen the movie a few times, like it's very loyal. To it's extremely to the, loyal to the, to the, to the, book. to the books. Right. Uh, it actually, they the but, stuff but, that they. But do you think that will hurt the movie? Because, like you said, it, it is a movie that speaks to me. Do you think somebody going in and expecting uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist or whatever that is, or yeah. expecting Youth and Revolt, or expecting like a, a kind of teener movie? Do you think they're just going to get lost by the the, man, the manic think that craziness? Of the way movie? that they've been marketing a little bit, and I think they even use that like that theme from Freaks and Geeks song that yeah. they use for Kick Ass uh, in one of the Scott Pilgrim Freaks things. Freaks and Geeks didn't get canceled, um, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but but I think you they're expecting a little mean? bit more. They're, they're expecting a little bit more of a kick-ass, I think, than. But kick-ass uh, than failed. That. Right, but, but people do you understand liked how it. like the? Do you understand how like the, the niche approach might hurt the movie? Like, it, well, like, yeah, I mean, it's what, going what do you think? to. What do you think? I I think it's going. It's not going to be one of those movies where everyone's going to get it and everyone's right. going to like it. It's obviously for video. It's obviously for geeks. But that being said, that's what I thought about Zombieland too. I was like, well, Zombieland will probably land somewhere in like the the. Less than the normal zombie movie, but you know this what I mean? won't have you, the same because it's not movie. hardcore. But, it has humor to it, yeah. and then Zombieland came out to like a thirty million opening, which Zo- and at first everyone I didn't think loves Scott, At first, I, th- I thought yeah, I didn't, but before it came out, I, I wasn't confident it was going to make that. So then, do you think and I don't that think it was tracking for it? I thought looking at Scott Pilgrim before Comic Con, yeah. I was thinking it'll probably be on pace to do a Nick and Nora opening, where it's like where it's somewhere like in the in the high teens. Maybe it'll make twenty-two million opening weekend. And now looking at, at how how many people are actually excited about the movie, and granted, yeah. Comic Con is kind of a skewed audience. Yeah, no, we were actually talking about this. Like, how people think? people at Comic Con have to like Wesley Snipes like uh, was walking around with eight dudes He's around back him. in the country. Yeah, eight yeah, dudes eight. around him. I thought he was behind bars. And uh, and all these Wakanda? people. <laughs> and and all these people, like random people, like Matthew Gray Goobler, like the guy who plays the like the 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 quirky guy from Criminal Minds, mm-hmm. had a bunch of dudes around him, and it's like, why do these people need Tyrese, all this security? Tyrese did not. Tyrese <laughs> only needed one man, mayhem. <laughs> Anyways, saw... the the Scott Pilgrim movie is pretty good. It wait, stays wait, true to the books. It stays eight people. Yes, it's the Scott Pilgrim movie is good. It stays true to the books. It has a lot of really great moments, and it actually does some things. Now, re- after I've read Scott Pilgrim Six, mm-hmm. I kind of like the ending of the movie, uh, w- the way it was handled a little better. Right. And it's got uh, Chris Evans in it. And, and it's got Chris Evans. Chris Evans was hilarious. Chris Evans, yeah. I have no mark against. I have, yeah, what, what, what's with your shit? You know, I just, did you lose an audition to Chris no, Evans? No, I didn't lose an audition to him. I, totally lost an audition. Do you remember that time he's a, that he he's took a, food a, off your he's, table? He's a, good, he's a good actor, but it's like, literally, what is this, like a fourth, fifth comic book movie that, that has Chris Evans? It's like, spread the love a little bit. You There's a lot of people to, out there. Okay, so who can guarantee a box office opening on level with Chris Evans? That I don't know, but I don't even. With? I don't really feel like Chris Evans guarantees an opening. No, cell- you know? cellular. Let's not talk about cellular. <laughs> I want to ask you one. Qu- I want to ask Go. you one question about the movie. <laughs> From a complete outsider's perspective, as I am on Scott Pilgrim, regretfully so. The movie does that in, is that encompassing like the entire story or just the story of Volume One? What what That's going into it? One through six is a whole. Really? Thing. Yep. Because movie. because the the boyfriends were the main crux of the entire thing. Yeah. Wow. They get through all seven. X's. So as an outsider, because I got into Harry Potter books after I saw the film, so th- I think <laughs> this is going to be a very similar thing. After like, seeing the Chris Columbus children's movie, <laughs> through the three-hour Chris Columbus. Really? Afterwards? That's funny. Yeah. But, um, I'm sorry. 
But uh, the Scott Pilgrim movie really was, it, it is worth watching if you if you if you're a geek. You grew up with video games. It has a lot of references. Oh, There's like, so many tiny little things. For example, when he's fighting the final X, I'm like, this better fucking happen. This better fucking happen. And uh, right when they were about to kill him, what did I want to happen? When 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 he's about to die, what? he turns into coins. Uh, he turns into coins, but he has to blink red. He has to blink uh, red a little yes. bit. I'm like, he better fucking blink red. And Edgar Wright did so many things right. And the thing that they didn't do in the book that Edgar Wright did in the at the end of the movie is, as you know, um, Scott Pilgrim, you, you can tell from early on, he gets an extra life and uh, he gets killed and then he has to go... Uh, Spoiler! He, yeah, and then he has to... Uh, wow. and, and, he gets, and he comes back with the extra life, which he got, you know, why the fuck else would he get an extra life right, in the middle of the movie? You see that in the movie? trailer, I'm getting a life, right. And, um, and so he gets that extra life, he uses it, they didn't do this in the book, but they did in the movie, where he basically has to go... He goes all the way back, and he kind of plays the last level again, and yeah. then gets to the boss with a newfound yeah, confidence, really nice. which is fucking brilliant. But they didn't do that in the book, which made me kind of sad, but... But, but it's like they... But he understood what made the book fun, and he just took it even further. Yeah, well, exactly. But, but that the movie, said, the book ending... He making the movie concurrently with the yeah. book. He had to make the movie much earlier than the book. Sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That said, though, the book ending or the book ending's actually extremely similar. And it's uh, pretty pretty well done. Uh, only it go it goes by a little too quick uh, for my taste. But anyways, good movie, good book. You should see. When does that open? Official? It opens uh, August sixteenth. And uh, Gil Gilmore, um, I give your review a drawing of an angry cat in a soccer shirt. Right? Wow, that, that is a, <laughs> a drawing of an angry <laughs> that, that is a that's that pretty is, good. That is an angry cat in a soccer shirt. That I'm holding up in front of the camera. That is that is my review of your review. Yeah, uh, yeah I did turn. You, there you go. What do you think, Gilmore? The, I think that's good. Thank you, John. That, did that you is, do that like just I, I, now? Yeah, while you're I, I drew that. So, I drew that wow. while. He, that is an angry cat. He's not wow. happy. He yells oh, he's anger really with three off. exclamation marks. He's not so, happy. Moving on. Did anyone see Dinner for Schmucks? Nobody. Uh, Bibiani saw it and he said it got a little mean. Like he, he, he the movie is about not being mean, but they do it send, by being completely reprehensible. That being said, uh, I am a big fan of playing the asshole game. Uh, and I will go and see this movie and probably laugh a lot at <laughs> other people's ran, shortcomings. Yeah. Only thing, it's it's pretty funny and you'll laugh, but it ran a little long. Okay. It was like two hours. It was a little too Ran a little I, long. I, I saw on a, a moviephone.com <laughs> that it was only um, an hour uh, 38. It ran a little long. It was so an hour that 10. Made a problem and, uh, that it feels that long. Yeah. yeah it felt eternal. Uh, it could have been Fandango that I was looking at. But Is Fandango still around? I, I use Fandango at little, times. The paper bag. Puppet show I don't know. <laughs> we, we will have a puppet show pretty soon. Yes. One of the advantages of the new Geekscape studio is uh, on Geekscape shows... The versatility of it. We may be able to have more puppets. We may be able to have Pirate Pete and Little Billy will come back. We might have... Uh, I don't want to promise too much, but um, certain characters will come into the Geekscape studio. We are able to do certain things that we just weren't able to do with like four or five feet less. Um, <laughs> now that we, have, now that we have those four or five feet, we will, uh, we will be rocking. But guys, I want you guys to get on the forums and answer the question, does Van Damme go up here or do we want something new and fresh? I think I know the answer to that question. I think you should put a Titanic poster, like I a think, giant. Yeah, I think our heart will go on from that comment. Um, guys. That was sweet, man. Let's talk news. <laughs> You gotta throw James Cameron Let's in there every news. now and then. The cat is getting angry again. I will add another exclamation mark. Oh, oh, um, every time that we, that the show goes bad, like the cat get, the cat gets, by the end of the by the end of the, the show, the cat may jump off the page and rip my face. Um, so guys, uh, there's an Avengers trailer online. I know you're like, what? What? But please, it's actually the trailer for the Disney XD 
edition uh, of the new cartoon Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes, which XD? Uh, Disney XD is like they're more like it's their attitude filled, like, it, it, like extreme. It, yeah, it's like hey, check it out, you know. Hey, kids, stay off drugs. Watch HD. Watch XD. It's, a, it's like it's like when they relaunched Bugs Bunny as like that extreme Bugs the guy, Bunny. The Bugs Bunny who like skateboards or rollerblades. Bugs Bunny like skateboard. The Bugs Bunny but, like shoots I mean, lasers Disney, from his so eyes. Really, it's like goofy. On, like, a surfboard. Just a Mickey's trash. just a little mean. <laughs> no, that was not white trash. That was like something legit they tried L- to do. Laura, anyway. Laura, who is the patron saint of white trash? Tasmanian devil. Uh, <laughs> that was like psychic connection. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so guys, um. Avengers Earth Mightiest Hero. The trailer's up on the website, and um, it actually looks cool. Like it is an Avengers cartoon, but uh, you know, I, I was like, okay, cool. They they put the pims in it, which it didn't seem was capable because when you when you saw the the presentation at Comic Con, the one thing missing I felt was missing was the pims. You know, right. When we cast it, remember when we cast the Avengers on the website, our, our ideal yeah. Avengers, and I cast Greg Kinnear as Hank Pym. That's good. And everybody was like, "Are you nuts?" No, I'm not nuts. He is fucking good Hank Pym. Yeah. Uh, but no Pims in the movie version, do you think? Or do you think they're going to put Pims in there? Uh, I think they're going to throw them in. It'll probably be like uh, side characters. There, right. They, they're probably well, the founding members or side focus. characters? That's ridiculous. Well, they're probably going to want to focus on all the guys that get their own movies. Uh, yeah, I think that a lot of the Pym stuff, like from a plot perspective, could probably be handled by a guy like a Stark or a Banner. Right. It's like any of the stuff that has to deal with science in the Avengers film, they're probably going to give those lines and that presence to, to those characters Hank first. Pym is the scientist supreme. He should, should, he should, have, <laughs> I know some, he should, he should have some respect. Uh, if you guys, if that leaves a bad taste in your mouth, which is kind of, eh, uh, go watch this trailer. The cartoon looks like a pure, fun Avengers series. There's a scene where the, 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 all the bad guys are getting broken out of a jail. And uh, it's, I don't think it's the raft It looks different But um, you see like Grim Reaper Get out of a jail cell And like whiplash And I was like okay If they're gonna start throwing in like The the obscure and like the side well, stuff Reaper, Cause that's the most fun about they have to have Simon yeah. They have to have You know they have, Then they have to have uh, What's his name um, Wonder Man Because yeah. they're brothers the Cartoons are doing a great job lately mm-hmm. Of just going deep into rogues galleries Right it's The Music fun. Meister had an entire episode Of <laughs> Batman Brave and the Bold I think <laughs> I awesome. think we're getting there where we can have a little bit of, you know... Sc- and that's what... The, the thing that I keep mentioning that really impressed me is uh, Superhero Squad yeah. uh, actually had an episode where Dormammu was the main bad guy. Like, little cutesy Dormammu. Yeah, like, He's the bad guy in the Marvel vs. Capcom 3 video game. Dormammu He's the main baddie? The main fucking baddie. Wow. Um, Anger Cat, do you think that at any point you will be in any of these uh, crossovers as a villain? <laughs> Um, Anger Cat is shaking his head and he's mad about that. So he gets oh, another, another exclamation. Yeah, yeah, yeah Anger, Anger Cat. Anger Cat. He's getting angrier. Better be careful. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, guys, uh, a show you like. Uh, I don't know if you guys watch it. Supernatural? Yeah. You guys watch that? He, Gilmore loves it, which is awesome. Um, we had room keys at the Westin where we shared a room, uh, this San Diego. And the room keys they gave us, one for me, one for Gilmore, uh, they gave me like a Batman under the red hood. Yeah. themed key and they gave you a supernatural key and Gilmore's girlfriend Leah who you guys know was like oh I want the supernatural key can I keep it and I'm like okay you love Jared Padalecki and the guy from Valentine's Day from, from Supernatural why are you dating Gilmore okay like like what what could you possibly see in a fucking Ugnot 
Like, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, um, she loves Ryan Reynolds. A fucking, uh, what's his face from Community in the Soup? Joel McHale. Joel McHale. Joel, so Joel McHale is, so is a good guy. perfectly her, her type. Yeah, she's like, why not fucking date Gwildor? Or, <laughs> you know, or fucking Hoggle. What is this? So what about Supernatural? <laughs> uh, Supernatural is like taking it to the, to, to the, di- to the diehard Twilight fans next season. There's literally, it's up on the website, there's literally an episode that they're making called Live Free or Twi Hard. That's funny. Where they're, inve- <laughs> where they're investigating whether or not they're are real vampires among a bunch of Twilight fanish like imitators of Edward Cullen oh, like people funny. who are trying to like pretending yeah. to be and whether or not there's a real vampire among the them the supernatural uh, universe actually has some of the coolest vampires like ever they're cool. actually like animals and they grow like awesome te- like, they're, Le- they're like uh, Dust Till Dawn style uh, no they're not that cr- they're, they're still people but okay. like, they grow like ferocious deep they're not just That's like cool. they're not like true blood where it's just kind of yeah Ding. I was actually yeah. surprised that at Comic Con there was like zero twilight anything going on yeah i think there was like a cloak over by the legendary pictures or somewhere well last year you remember last year we went to like the like like last year outside of hall h waiting for the twilight panel there was like a um it looked like a refugee camp like like they were they were out on that they were out on that lawn next to the convention center remember we had footage of that and they were just everywhere um, and, strewn, and then, strewn among eight by tens of Edward. Very early in like the publicity for the panels, they said there won't be a, there won't be a Twilight panel here. And um, yeah. uh, speaking of vampires, Thirty Days of Night is getting a straight to DVD sequel. Uh, Thirty Days of Night, Dark Days. Who's surprised? But it's got the uh, the dude who plays Michael from Lost in it, and basically it's like the character that Rada Mitchell <laughs> Jason played. Jason Patrick. No, uh, was the guy from Lost? Uh, not yeah. Lost Boys. Oh, it, 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 the guy who played Michael, uh, who was also in, um, who was also in. Um, the black guy? Yeah. Oh, I hate that guy. Well, well, he's in it, but but the the, the, from Oz? the story focuses yeah, on that, the, yeah. the story focuses on the, on the Rodda Mitchell's character, who's played by somebody else, who survived the attack in Thirty Days a Night, or survived the movie. But 30 they Days a Night. survived. Yeah, and, and now she's like, hunt, she's aggressively like going for revenge. And she finds this pack of vampire hunters that it's like, oh, we know where the vampires come from. We're going to eliminate them. And watching the trailer, I was like rolling my eyes would be when I hit play. After watching the trailer, I was like, you know what? As much as I didn't like 30 Days a Night, I may sit through this. Because it's got vampires and it has action. you mean? Yeah, I didn't like. Didn't Josh Hartnett kill all the the vampires in the first movie? Yeah, well. Well, But uh, that group of vampires. Oh, okay. group, yeah, now now there's like this is where they come from. Yeah, got it. Well, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. So I, I like that. So now that now they're making all the Thirty Days of Night uh, comic book sequels right. that yeah. nobody bought into right. a DVD that nobody nobody's gonna watch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Awesome. yeah. Do, do you understand how that works? Let's bring that yeah. full circle. But that franchise can support that sort of multifaceted approach to its fans because everybody loves people vampires. in Alaska are probably they're probably yeah. dying. They're dying. So. <laughs> they're dying that, was it if Thirty Days of Night was about some creature that Steve Niles made up and not about vampires, it would have been one book. Right. Monsters. Do you know about this movie? It's an independent film, supposedly made for 150000 and under. It was just the LA Film Fest. Yeah, it was just the yeah. LA Film Fest. I didn't get a chance to catch it, but it's an independent movie where a guy has to... Basically, uh, aliens have hit the Earth like a, like a satellite, falls back to Earth, and it's got monsters attached to it that have gone crazy in Mexico, sort of like from the U.S. South. Uh, between here and, and I think like Columbia or something is is a militarized zone where you can't go through it because the monsters are just running rampant. Okay. And someone gets uh, this is loose. I, I think this is what the movie's about. Somebody gets the main character to escort like the president's daughter or somebody imported's daughter through Mexico to, the, to get her back to the U.S. And it's okay. about their journey through like this wasteland that have monsters all through it. 
Okay, so and it like, looks intense because it's shot sort of like so handheld like indie. It's like a third person Cloverfield. It looks like a, I mean, it looks like a, a it looks like a like a Cloverfield we want to watch. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it it, it actually looks more like um like uh what was the one what was the one that came out last year uh District Nine. It looks a little bit more like District Nine. Kind of like Doom meets District Nine. Don't, don't, don't talk to me about. It's like a third person Doom. They need to make another Doom movie. You know what? Like, they, let's, oh, let's try it again. Doom movie that's no, no, they no, need no. no correction. They need to make a Quake movie. Quake movie would work. What they need you? a rail gun, and they need those giant ogre thing. I loved Quake so much. Yeah, they they were man. I just have a Quake sixty four. Like, like literally dumping his pants playing that game. No. I, I still want to make a Commander Keen game. If we're talking about old school. Oh yeah. Um. You guys know that they're making this X Men First Class movie, right? We were talking about uh, with Chris. No, I'm just kidding. It's not as a Chris, <laughs> but it's a, that Chris Evans is actually playing Professor X's evil twin. In this X Men First Class, they're keeping everything to like old school 1970s original X Men, and then like are they though? Yeah, and they have like Banshee hanging out, and they've got uh, maybe Alex Summers is a part of it. But was Emma Frost all? Emma in Frost it? supposedly was... was part of that. Part partially, maybe the the Hellfire Club was goes that far back. Well, yeah, I mean they. The Hellfire Club was like the original. So I think they're working that in. Sure. Now they've got. Now they're adding Darwin to it, who's being played by this dude from Twilight. Darwin was a character that Ed Brubaker created. This is Black Kid from Twilight. Yeah, I, it's the I, guy I, from the. I didn't watch Twilight. Yeah. Oh, the guy that looks like uh, Jax. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Jax. Without. Come the... on! <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about! You need a stereotype fighter. Um, <laughs> Darwin was this character who just reacts to everything and adapts his mutation, adapts to everything. Uh, so you throw him into space and he can breathe. Or, you know like what I mean? Was a character that died in really stupid ways. But the thing is, <laughs> he, he, he was created like he was created like five years ago. He was created five years ago, but really supposedly to, like existed during the original X Men. Um, another piece of news: Leverage got renewed. Who the fuck watches? Who watches Leverage? What's Leverage? It got What's renewed that, for the third season. It's the movie with uh, uh, it's a show with Timmy Hutton. Yeah. yeah. It's like, really highly rated, apparently. Wait, you know, is that there's that like one that's like came off of the heels of that uh, that new Timothy Oliphant one. No, no, no. The, this no, was no, before. This that. is for the third season. Yeah. Leverage is like. What the fuck is Leverage? <laughs> it's like that high-rated the show only, that nobody's seen. The only reason seen. I know Leverage exists is because the NBA on TNT runs like commercials for Leverage. Yeah. What is life. Burn Notice? Yeah, it's like it's like what is. No, people Don't get me started burn, on burn, burn, notice. burn Notice. People watch Burn Notice. But they only watch it for Bruce Campbell. Yeah, exactly. Right. But, <laughs> but what is when you're a spy? Leverage I think it's like, it's it's like a. I, like I think it's though. kind of like a heist show. Yeah, and, that's what and I think Timothy Hutton like runs with this group of. Yeah, it feels like a weird take. Like it's like a Mission Impossible angle where like each member on that group has like a different yeah, specialty. Specialty. Yeah. I think their specialty is in the promo at the end, right before it says the title. They all surround like a car and look cool. Yeah, and Timothy <laughs> Hutton gets in and it puts in the his camera and kind of does like a little push. And yeah! it's like, Oh my god, these people are so Dude. badass and put together around that car in an alley. Who cares if they're stopping traffic in the middle of Chinatown in New York? I don't. Give, they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. I gotta watch this show. I love that the middle of America, who's powering this show and is watching this yeah. right now, is like, how the fuck do they not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 like pulling out their hair. Mildy in Nebraska. Our user in Nebraska is like, He's, what the hell's wrong with these guys? You like know, scene from Zoolander. They just, computer. they just shut off this yeah, podcast. Yeah, he, he's like, now I have something to watch yeah. after. Uh, after Hutch or Hitch or whatever the fuck, what was just, that one? We just lost our entire the, fan uh, base in West Texas. What was the show that had the dude from Summer School in it? 
What's the dude, the main guy from Summer School? Oh, I know who that is, yeah. Or, or, or the guy who played, like, a Navy investigator yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that. It's like, shut up. Nobody cares. <laughs> Somebody cares, though. This thing just got renewed the for Navy three years. Navy cares. The funniest thing about for this them. is that Walton got so excited. He goes, we have an exclusive. Leverage is getting renewed. And I go, <laughs> I go, I go. you know why that's exclusive? Because the news has probably been out for four months and nobody cares. <laughs> They just you're, keep recycling you're, you're, it every week. This is a movie that your grandparents watch. Why? Because Waiting to Die gets boring. <laughs> that, 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 that is what this is. Waiting to be taken from this earth and to leave your mortal coil away, like, leave that behind, it gets boring. The, the, the publicity department's just, like, one guy sending, pressing send on the same email every few months. Yeah. Just got renewed. <laughs> just got renewed. He's, spamming, he's, like, spamming old people to watch the show along with, like, entering their credit card numbers for Nigeria. And shit. You watch uh, Leverage and you get like that walker that you've been seeing on TV like forever. It was, it was brutal. So, is there more news? Uh, did you see that Thor five minute trailer? Yeah. Ooh, did what did you think of that, Samuel? <laughs> oh man, I totally just cribbed from somebody else's catch. Yeah, should I give my own catchphrase? It's like, oh, that's Tim Tastic. <laughs> uh, we can have uh, Ian Kerner. That it is the shit. It is the shit. So, uh, the Thor trailer, what do you think of it? This is the first time I've seen Thor footage. I, uh, it's a five-minute trailer. What do you think? I really... Thoughts? I, it's conflicting because... It's really I, sick footage. It's sick footage. I think it's shot really well. <laughs> that was, I just fed a line. No, um, we'll oh get into that later. I got another... Uh... So, so, the Thor trailer, what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> uh, I, really, I really liked it. I think that they're, um, they're kind of telling it from an interesting perspective. They're having Odin throw Thor out mm -hmm. of Asgard as opposed Earth, right? I mean Loki might his machinations might be involved but uh <laughs> what I enjoy is that like they're taking it from the perspective of you know he's a bum he, he's kind of forgotten yeah. who he is but he still kind of knows and it's like Natalie Portman is um Jen yeah. yeah a hot Gen girl who picks up a bum right he's got my tickets yeah, right <laughs> and 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 you know it's like he's I just love the idea that he is sort of like super bum, it seems like, mm -hmm. for like the middle part of the movie it's it's going to be, and then he's going to get his Thor powers, and then it's like going to be off the hook. I just like the idea that that it looks like he's going to be getting his hammer later into the movie. Right. Like, you see him at the top. He tries top. to get it. Yeah. And he's not worthy yet. He's not worthy awesome. yet. And, like, that was perfect because like, I was totally expecting him to be like, and now we can just breeze on through. And yeah. it's like, I like the idea that he might make an attempt and not get it. And... It's almost it's I think Kenneth Branagh has a very Arthurian, you know, vision you, yeah. and this is a very Arthurian move to have the sort of sword in the stone dynamic, which has always been there with Mjolnir, but yeah. like I just love that idea. Well, what, the, what, what do you think? Do you think uh, that fans of Masters of the Universe will write, like this remake? <laughs> uh, do you think they'll like the remake? Of if Master Skeletor the shows up, like, it's all over. Doesn't this? I mean, one person, yes, I agree with your take, but some one of the Geekscapers when posted really this funny. goes. Oh, it's the same fucking plot from Master of the Universe without Gilmore and the Cosmic Key running around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that's Gwildor right there. You know, as long as you get, what was the name of the little... Uh, Gwildor. Yeah. Do you think the, the, the trailer's the five minutes because the film will probably be like 12? I mean, it is yeah. Kenneth Branagh and... I think that the movie's going to, I mean, if they do it like the Hamlet that Chris right. does, <laughs> oh, uh, where he did like a, a line for line. In, we're still here. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of glad they didn't go with any Thor speak. Right. So. You know what they, they I was they wanting kinda, them to go there. I heard they were I mean, going to. They didn't, huh? Yeah. The thing that you just not what we've seen. You know what I mean? Like Oh, you think uh, once he gets his shit, his powers is like all of a sudden his speech changes? <laughs> yeah. I just want the shirt shirt that says it's Barely. hammer either it's hammer time. <laughs> like I want like I want like some MC hammer shit like tied in. Like if he grabs it, it's like dun 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 
dun dun, and then it's like it's either hammer time or it's hobo time, like one wow. of those two things. I would I would do that. Let's talk. No, but it's Marvel. I'm here. It's perfectly reasonable that Natalie Portman's character picks uh, picks it's him hot. up though, because I mean yeah, because he's attractive and he looks normal and like. I would trust a bum that bleaches his eyebrows as well. <laughs> yeah. It's a Norwegian. His hair looks really unnatural. It is a yeah, Norwegian that's, bum. That's actually the one part of the trailer that, as far as the negative goes, that's actually the part that scares me the most. Is that they're probably they're going to do like road trip movie with human Thor and right. Natalie Portman. Like, I just don't understand why you're like a god. You know, it's like, ugh. <laughs> I don't want to see like 25 minutes of, of Thor going... Man, I'm just looking she, into the stars. She has a bad like, taste in character if you look at the movies that she's done. What do you mean? Like Natalie Portman. Oh, the professional and <laughs> V for Vendetta. Oh, yeah, she she's trusts the wrong guys. With, like, <laughs> shady character. Natalie, that's listen. That's a really good point. So it, it's like, that's why the geeks love her, because they're like, well, I'm a little rough around the edges. <laughs> Maybe Natalie Portman would like me. It's like, yeah, but you have human skin I'm on I'm a your highly level. trained like, assassin. Yeah. Maybe she'll uh, be my redemption. I know how to uh, nail a w- womp rat from... <laughs> I know how to bullseye a womp rat in my T-16. <laughs> if my T-16, you mean masturbating furiously. Uh, guys, uh, we spoke to D- Guillermo del Toro briefly at Comic-Con. You guys saw that in the last episode. Uh, about his next project, we were talking about the Haunted Mansion back then, but it looks like... In the Mountains of Madness is the one that they're going to green light over at Paramount. And they're going to do it in 3D with James Cameron as a producer. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not much to say about What's it. What's that? It's, it's, a, um, it's a Lovecraft story about 1930s explorers discovering something in the, these mountains. It's it, always Cthulhu. Yeah. It is always Cthulhu. <laughs> We're in the mountains. Oh, my God, it's Cthulhu. I'm in, hold up in this hotel and I'm a private investigator. Oh, my God, it's Cthulhu. Like, <laughs> like I can tell you the movie right now. 3D octopus-headed thing <laughs> is going to, like, come out, and James Cameron's going to be like, I just spent 80 hours in this technology. You know? <laughs> so. so, guys, there's that, and then there's that rumor that he's going to actually do Frankenstein with um, our buddy Doug Jones as Frankenstein. Holy so there's balls. that idea, too. I guess Universal yeah, walking him up. revamping all of the, the old monster movies. <sighs> Wolf, I like man. the fact that... Yeah, Wolfman did great. Yeah. yeah, I just like the idea that he's sort of taking up the mantle of like the fun creature costume fest right. type flick. I really liked Hellboy too, even though it was slightly on the weak sauce side. But I really enjoyed it, and a lot of that was just the design and the creativity that he's always shown. Yeah, I wish that. I, yeah, I just wish it was like the, for the two Hellboy movies. I just wish they were structurally different, you know, to amp it up a little bit. But then yeah. you read the comic and. Hellboy does meander a bit. Yeah, I mean, it, that's been, I think, the weakness. Get on Hellboy. But it's like, yeah, it's like there's so many great concepts, but it just, there's a plotting nature to right. those stories that if they just kind of kicked it up a bit, which Cameron might do. The Yogi Bear trailer is also uh, there for <laughs> consumption. A comment on that. Did yeah. you see the Yogi Bear trailer? Did you see the uh, culmination of years worth of film technology <laughs> all rising to the occasion to deliver us? Dan Aykroyd and Justin Timberlake in the Yogi Bear trailer. This is, um, is, is that the dude who played Ed? In yeah, that? Is that's that the, Ed. That's, that's the dude Ed. who played Ed? That's the guy who always looks like, like he's about to cry. I was like, that's either Chuck or that's, that's awesome. Ed. You know? Um, that's not Chuck, that's Zachary Levi. Well, I, I it kind of looked like Zachary Levi, but then I realized it was the guy from Ed who I don't know the name of. And Anna Faris. Yeah, who, fucking who, is. Who, I, I, love Anna, I love Anna Faris, but... Um, she looks weird. Yeah. She always looks sucks. like that. <laughs> this whole movie sucks. <laughs> this whole movie sucks. Angry Cat, what do you think of it? <laughs> they should have done it with a real what? bear. That's what I think. Yeah. Like, like, I have their picnic basket. Just takes your head off. <laughs> it should have made it into a horror movie. Yeah. yeah, dude. Or like a mockumentary, like Grizzly Man. Yeah. Uh, only, only fake. 
Uh, like the Blair Witch, like we're following Yogi like Del, Bear. Del Toro reimagines. <laughs> last thing you see are like, a, yeah. Last thing you see are like bushes rustling, and then it just cuts. It's like the claw, like an empire, you know. <laughs> but I don't get why. So I, mean, like, I don't get why. Yogi will be played by a wampa. Every cartoon that we watched when we were little, like Smurfs, Garfield, fucking Marmot or Marmaduke was Alvin and the Chipmunks. Marmalade. Alvin Alvin the Chipmunks. Uh, now Yogi Bear. Why do people say, okay, we need to make this, and we need to make them dance to hip-hop, and that will connect to children immediately? How many shades will Yogi Bear wear in this movie? Can he wear two or three I just want to know shades? how to get the job to be one of these guys who is sitting in these rooms coming up with these ideas. Because You're not coming up with the ideas. <laughs> Somebody else is. What's left? Captain Caveman. Yeah. Shades. Hip-hop. Yeah. Written. So Why don't we do Thundercats? Herculoids! Herculoids! Herculoids, just don't get my ideas. And, and here's Go the do thing. the snorks. It doesn't make any sense because at which point in any of the cartoons did any of them wear shades and dance to hip hop? Like, that's not why we got to know them. We're modernizing it for a new era, making yeah. it cool for kids. Well, so they there wasn't wear the really shirt. that much hip hop. I think I think the main thing is that they forgot that all of Hanna Barbera's <laughs> Oh he's so pissed. Angry Cat. Angry Cat, what do you think of Yogi Actually, the Bear? Put put a Yogi Bear hat on Angry Cat. No, he won't let me near him. Me. Oh no, really? Yeah, he won't. You're right. Oh jeez. Okay, so guys, um you just said fifteen? Alright, guys, uh let's talk comics real quick. What are you reading? We know what you're reading. Nothing. What are, what are you reading, Sammy? You're reading the back of heads. Yeah. Um, I've been talking about it for a little bit now, but I'm a huge proponent of Irredeemable. That's yes. like my most enjoyable read right now. It is the one graphic novel or the collection. It's, it's the one collected edition that I've had anybody sign because I usually don't let people sign you my got, shit. And I got Mark Wade to sign Irredeemable. Super nice guy. But Irredeemable is great. If you guys aren't... Awesome. It, I have Now, Irredeemable was the story of like... The best superhero in the world turning bad. Like Superman finally being like, you know what, fuck it. Like these people aren't worth saving. And just turning bad. And then the collection of like what's left of the JLA as they're being like hunted, mm -hmm. trying to stop this, this, uh, this demigod of a, of a superhero. What, what, I haven't read Incorruptible. Yeah, I've read a little bit what of Incorruptible, is Incorruptible too. Incorruptible uh, stars uh, Max Damage, mm -hmm. which is an awesome name. It's just kind of over the top. But he was the Plutonian, the mad Superman mm -hmm. analog. Uh, he was his main villain when those two were what they were. And they're kind of exploring the idea that an Irredeemable, it's what happens when a really great hero goes bad. And in Incorruptible, it's what happens when Max Damage goes, you know what? Maybe I don't want to do this crime stuff anymore. Maybe I want to change my life. And they're actually, they haven't really intertwined yet, but they've been talking about how one of the reasons why Max Damage decided to turn good is when he realized that Plutonium was turning evil. And he's right. like, you know what? This is messed up. There's something that I got to do now. You know, and, and I really like in Incorruptible. I kind of get like my anti-hero, supervillain, maybe they're a superhero from like Secret Six and Suicide Squad. So I haven't been following Incorruptible as much as Irredeemable. But I think it's Mark Waid again, and I think the writing is just as strong. I think it's a little bit more of a fun book. Irredeemable, I think, has a very interesting narrative that's happening with it you know it starts out with the mad superman concept mm -hmm. and then really that's just the inciting incident right and then the team starts turning on themselves and and we start to see all these aspects of these guys and like a little bit more about what makes them tick and maybe they all are a little bit capable or culpable in being evil sam well everybody 
The reason there first edition is, is uh, has cred. Um, <laughs> the reason when you watch first edition, they make the references. Yeah, it's it's all Sam. It's not like, uh, I like that Spider-Man thing. Um, the guys, I've been reading. Uh, I have not been reading a whole lot because of Comic Con and all that. Uh, give me that book, <laughs> Casanova. Casanova is a book that when tell I tell me go, more. Are you? Re- oh, I didn't know that's what this is. Yeah, it's give, been around give me. forever. Yeah, Casanova's been around forever, but they just collected it like last month in like a like Icon reissued it. It's Matt Fraction with artwork from Gabriel Ba. Yeah, who it's like Matt Fraction's first like baby. Right, and uh, Gabriel Ba's the guy who did uh, Umbrella Academy and all that artwork, and um, it's basically a like a noirish spy family that work like for like a shield, and the 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 son who's like a reject is now jumping dimensions, but he's. It, the 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 movie the 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 book is mind warping. Uh, it's a bit confusing, but in in like a in like a really good Garth Ennis way. You know what I mean? Like like where the concepts are thrown out, but he can lead you through it. Not like Final Crisis, where he's got like these concepts, but you're not following them accurately. Um, it's it's more like you can. It's Matt Fraction's writing, so it's it's really easy to follow. It's really colorful, and it's accessible. Luckily, you know what I mean? Because as weird as the concepts are of jumping dimensions and going against different versions of yourself or different timelines, uh, it can, you know, you can lose track of the story pretty easily. With Gabriel Ba's artwork, you know, he does some of that stuff in Umbrella Academy and you can follow it. It's, those, it's that same kind of accessibility with Matt Fraction's writing. So I would suggest Casanova. It's so collected. You, it's collected, right? I here. would, on the same Matt Fraction tip, I would also recommend Five Fifths of Science. What is that? awesome it's essentially um what would happen if nikola tesla and uh samuel clemens mark twain what if they like did a team up to try and stop like war in the world mm-hmm. it's really cool it's set in like that turn of the century like industrial revolution yeah industrial stuff. revolution stuff we're just getting to electricity Who's putting that out i've never heard of it, it it's already been out it's well, what is uh, it called? 2005 matt fraction uh-huh. wrote and, it and what's, what's it called? called it's called the five fifths of science what do you think of that, Andrew? i think of science. I think it's published by Oni, but I could be really wrong Who on that. Who is it again? Uh, uh, it's Nikola Tesla as like the the main guy, and actually Mark Twain is the main character. Oh, yeah. And then they have like references to Madame Curie. No, they don't have Isaac Newton. They have. Um, I thought this was scientists. No, well, Shut no, up. no. Shut it's up, also Gilmore? it's also industrial Shut up. revolution. Shut up. You're making guys. A, oh, okay. it, this is a five fifths of Angry Cat. The, right here. <laughs> the Angry Cat does not like when you speak. Pier, Pierpont Morgan is one of the bad guys in it. Like Big Steel is like the wow. main bad guys. It's it's really fun. That's it's fun. it's a super fun book, and I think it's that was what turned me on to Matt Fraction. It's a very funny book. So Five Fifths of Science, check it out, and then come back and we'll talk later. What, what are you What are you reading? Um, what am I reading? Yeah. I've been reading Brightest Day, and I did. Uh, I'm getting ready. I gotta keep this close. Yes, sir. I'm excited about the uh, the Blue Descent that's coming out. The the little like three issue Fathom that that Aspen Comics is releasing. I think that comes. You're out the guy keeping this. Aspen Comics in business. What's up? Yeah, right. No, what what is it? I've I don't never know. heard well, I, of it. I think they have you a just lot like of... watching like the titties or like you like the titty books. I like the you know I grew up on the beach. I grew up in Florida, so uh-huh. I like the whole you know it's like a, a ocean story basically. Right. Um, but you don't think Aquaman's straight. You know, Do you like Aquaman? Why don't you read Aquaman? Aquaman's all right. He's in Brightest We're Day going right back now. to the inner... inner Aquaman's actually, I think, the most interesting part of Brightest Day yes, right now. how he brings back dead yeah. animals. Yeah, I love that it. That is and cool. They, and they kill a bunch of people. But, um, but 
Fathom I never got into because like, you remember it was like part of like that whole Witchblade era and stuff like that, and it just felt like they were, it felt like they were talking down to nerds. They were like, "Oh, you just want girls," and I felt kind of insulted by it, so I didn't get into it. I don't was know. Fath- it's, was I, Fathom worth I just reading? read the first volume. It, it is really. It's pretty heady. I mean, there's a lot of. It's kind of. Uh, I read a book a couple years ago called The Swarm that they're turning into a, a movie, and it's a lot like that where it's like you know ocean creatures and like really high science kind of stuff so there's a lot of cerebral stuff in it and what is this blue thing blue descent is like well you know the the series ended i don't know exactly when it ended if it ended when michael turner died or if it went on for a little while but now they're bringing back it's like i think a three issue arc and they just had uh, issue zero came out i think last month or the month before and uh yeah so you know three issues might as well check it out right Yes. Do you need to? Do you think that you need to have read all the other titty books before you <laughs> read? Issue I don't zero? think so because like issue zero kind of gives you like a, as issue zeros usually mm. do just kind of gives you a, a cliff notes version of what's going on. I wrote issue zero. That's nice. Right That's there. good. And, and drive to the cat. To yep. the cat. The cat will have his own issue zero. <laughs> the cat has many issues. I think <laughs> the cat is a. Why are you a? Oh, because he has no legs. I'm, I'm here for the origin cat story. Cat has no legs, so now you have legs. It should be and like the shoes. first Geekscape exclusive comic, so, Angry Cat. Guys, if you guys order something from the from the Geekscape merch store, uh, I will randomly put this drawing of Angry Cat into your package. Whoever ends up with the Angry Cat, maybe you'll get a prize. Gets a free. Gets a free something. Uh, you know what? They'll get a free. Whoever whoever does that will get a free Piranha Blu-ray. Oh, is that true? Yep. Okay, okay, so so listen. The original or the new original. Piranha original. So, so listen, this is what we're doing right now. That's hot. Right now, exclusive contest. Order some stuff from the web store. I don't care where in the world you live. We ship anywhere. I actually shipped to like this northern aisle off of Scotland Did you ship once. to Nigeria it was today? Uh, no, there was... They buy a lot of t-shirts. I, I literally had this one place come up and I go, where in the fucking world is that, Carmen San Diego? And I looked <laughs> it up on Google Map. It was north of Scotland. It was like the northern isles. There was barely... like you, you, Our package had to get there by boat. That is, uh, there's no way that's that, awesome. it was insane it was like where, where the dude in Never Cry Wolf is running around uh, so <laughs> just imagine someone delivering it in a raft like yeah, a, yeah, like, yeah. Rambo. and he's like here's your Geekscape budget dice huh? <laughs> anyways, uh, and anyone, then he dies but it, gets that. If, if you are the person who gets the angry cat Gilmore will mail you a um, no no in the package in with the, the package. angry cat will be the um, the, the thing the original Piranha. Piranha. product Blu-ray. Piranha. Blu-ray. On Blu-ray. And if you don't have Blu-ray, um, email me. Email me yeah. as you place your order and say I'm eligible for Blu-ray. Because if you don't, and if you don't have Blu-ray, we will include a Roger Corman double feature, uh, which includes two of his classic films that I completely forgot the name. But you'll get them. Yeah. But you'll they're classics. Them. So look for look for him, and then watch it with him. Because we had Roger Corman on the show. Yeah, we we will air that. And then soon. the next contest could be who gets to voice Angry Cat. Who gets to voice yeah. Angry Cat and his feet are round? He's missing another arm. <laughs> oh, shit. should have people like, submit their, their pictures. Okay, so guys, um, that, is, that is that. We're also uh, leading up to Scott Pilgrim. We're giving away like some Scott Pilgrim merch, like shirts. And like then uh, we have like three shirts to give away. Nice. So we'll do that once a day. And then we're we going to have a Scott poster. We have a poster signed by Brian Lee O'Malley and Edgar Wright. So yeah. awesome. if you want a piece of that, what you're going to have to do is start following us on Twitter at geekscape.net spelled out. Twitter slash, twitter.com slash geekscape, D-O-T-N-E-T. And you're going to be eligible if you do things like 
retweet some Geekscape stuff, uh, get people to sign up for our accounts at the Geekscape website. Run naked through your city. Run naked through that. Um, praise Anger Cat as your god. Um, <laughs> so, so start doing that right now because yeah. the, the contest is going to be running next week uh, up to the release. Topless Camera Logan. Phone is actually the name of my indie band. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Uh, um, Gilmore, video games have been a little light recently because, yes, it's summer. because it's summer and well, really all, all we have is that... by Madden 11? <laughs> yes. No, really, all you have is these Xbox Live Summer of Xbox. Yeah. It's like Monkey Island Two Special Edition. I really wanted uh, Death Bank is one that I want right now. Um, oh, and, Death Bank is hilarious. Yeah, I want Death Bank. Um, but Limbo is the one that oh, we talked Limbo's about. Fantastic. Now, uh, Limbo starts Brian Gilmore in a shadow world. <laughs> I mean, it's basically <laughs> you. It's a little guy it's a little dude. running through, and and you can't stop him, right? Like, okay, like he's yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So what is Limbo, Gilmore, besides what, it, what you see when you close your eyes at night and the Sandman comes? It's actually pretty terrifying. Um, Limbo, it looks like the... If you ever played Braid, it's it's like, the whole game looks like the beginning of Braid. Where he's silhouetted it's, against the background? Yeah, it's gorgeous. Not our sponsor. Um, if, if, if you've ever seen any of the trailers for Limbo, um, where it's just a completely dark, all grayscale uh, background... They somehow managed to get this almost really creepy and beautiful detail into it. Kind of like those drawings in those books, uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, oh, if you remember God. those. It was just kind of like those where they're really fucking awesome. Uh, but anyways, this little guy, and you just uh, they just drop you in the middle of the game, and there's nothing. And after a while, you figure out, okay, well, maybe I should press a button. Turns out, when you figure out to press a button, the little guy wakes up. Oh. And then, uh, then he slowly gets up. And you run. Now you're this child that's uh-huh. trapped in this uh, in this dark world Limo? where you're just trying to figure out all of these little puzzles, and uh, it's fucking terrifying. It's weird. You don't expect it from the game because of how cute it is in the beginning. But this guy die. You learn uh, how to play the game by dying. Uh, and then so this guy dies in the most kind of like life in the mo- yeah, in <laughs> like, the, in he'll, like he'll fall off a platform or he'll drown or it, things like that no, yeah. no 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 he'll get impaled by the scariest fucking spider ever <laughs> right he will run on a bear trap that will cut off so his head so basically what you have to do is ahead of his running you have to you have to change the devices around like the ladders or or put things across the pit or move a platform yeah or you figure have to do out it little in things. time with him as he you know or something that'll turn him around exactly you, you know? have to do something that you have to use your surroundings you're very vulnerable if you jump off by like maybe three times his height you'll break his legs oh, and he'll so die out of this world and uh, out of this world the shit i've talked about it on the on the show many times out of the and world. it's really simple not cool a odyssey out of this world is the, the cool thing is that there's uh two buttons there's I a do. jump and an action and that's right, all you need right. it's a really simple game it's really eerie and beautiful at the same time i completely recommend it as does william bibiani everyone else that's played it we right. love this game right now i, think I gotta grab jason and I, yeah. I do want that. I do want that. I've, I have yet to set up my Xbox online yet, but I will. We, okay. just, we just got new online in this in this office. So, guys, um, that, I think, is the room we have for our episode. Uh, we wanted to tell you, though, First Edition. Go to watchfirstedition.com. Watch, they're writing and directing, and they're creating. They both star in the series, right? And uh, how many episodes are there going to be in this season? There originally was scripted for nine. I think it's going to work out somewhere between eleven and thirteen. Everything shot. Just, it so just goes for. Yeah, it's just you know because I mean it's the internet, so I right. think length is important. So we're just kind of yes. trying to figure out what works. Did you mean to say that? Yeah. Okay. 
That's why our show is an hour fucking long. Yeah. <laughs> um, so watch first edition. Um, so right now people are just watching it, not knowing when the last episode is going to be. But usually, it's you know, probably you'll start probably the it out, end of right. September is is the seasonal run through the end of September. Are you going to be able to make a weekly thing? What what episode are you editing right now? Three right now. You're but, at, you're um, editing episode three. Yeah, and I have one and other editor that's working that, with me. Okay. And I'm bringing in two editors today. And you're going to stay on track. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> if you would like to bet whether or not Canyon is going to stay on track and these editors will be happy working for free um, before, make, before, like before their classes that? start back at the New York Film School, you will... <laughs> it's just tough. It's just Actually, tough. I think our editor goes to LA Film. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we can barely do this. We can barely do this. The only reason this happens every week is because I do it every week. Well, that's why I'm unemployed, so right. you know... Well, I, I would not say I was not in your group of friends there. Uh, but, um, guys, watch firstedition.com. That's where you want to go. And also follow us on the Twitter, first underscore ED. First underscore ED. You're gonna... Follow us on the Twitter. I love how he calls it the Twitter. Of course, you can see this handsome guy and America from First Edition on our Geekscape web store, which is available at geekscape.net. We have all the brand new sh- uh, shirts that, were, uh, that we were selling at uh, Comic-Con. And you can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekscape.net spelled out, youtube.com slash geekscape.net spelled out, and of course twitter.com slash geekscape.net spelled out. So that is how you find Geekscape on the internet and share it with your friends because you want to get them in on these contests too. You want to end up with the angry cat visiting you when Roger you order the Corman shirt. Fest. You want the Roger Corman Fest. Scott Pilgrim As Geeks, Geekscape exploded at Comic-Con, if you didn't notice. And you know what? We're going to take you guys with us on the way up. All right? And Anger Cat's going to come too. He's now on a soapbox. He's on a soapbox. <laughs> so guys, that is our episode. Right, Anger Cat? Yes, sir. <laughs> and uh, we will see you guys off of our soapbox next week with episode 74. Maybe we'll have something here. Maybe we won't. It's really up to you guys. You should okay? have a big first edition poster, I think. <laughs> that we will not have that. <laughs> but we love these guys. All right? By the way, is it Angry Cat or Anger Cat? It's, it's Angry Cat, but he expresses his anger. Anger Cat. He goes, anger, oh, it consumes me. Angry Cat wow. is pretty good. But like anger, that. Anger yeah. Cat is like, like the name of his first very, graphic like, novel. Yeah. Yeah. No, Angry Cat. Yeah. We got someone who I gotta just, stop giving this away. We just stole that idea right there on camera. <laughs> Hello, Geekscapists. This is William Bibiani reporting from Comic Con 2010 here with a living legend, Mr. Roger Corman, and now Academy Award winner Roger Corman. I was very disappointed when that wasn't filmed. What, was there anything you want to say to your fans who are really rooting for you this year? Very proud of you. Well, I'm uh, delighted that uh, I got the award. It was a long time coming. Actually, I never thought I would get it, but I'm delighted I got it. Well, we knew. We all knew. Now, you're here today. You're, you're putting at the Shout Factory. They're putting out a lot of your old classic movies that you... Well, most of the ones that you produced. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're putting out... Uh, we got Death Race 2000 and High Definition, Rock and Roll High School, Humanoids from the Deep, um, Galaxy of Terror, finally on DVD. I was very excited yeah. about that. What about some of the ones that you've directed? Some of them that have not been on DVD. Uh, it Conquered the World, uh, Viking Women and the Sea Serpents. Is there is there any hope to getting those out anytime soon? Uh, probably not because those were made in black and white. And uh, market research and experience tells us that the black and white films uh, don't do so well. There's one additional picture that the Shout Factory is putting out, and that's Piranha. That is Piranha. I was getting to Piranha. Okay. Because Piranha is, of course, getting a uh, 3D remake. A lot of yeah. people are really excited about it. It looks really, really fun. Um, 
And uh, so, so you produced the original Piranha, Joe Dante did it, and there was a, a scandal at the time. They were worried that it was ripping off Jaws. And um, what, what can you tell us about that? What, tell people about the, 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 the near miss you made. Uh, actually, the problem came and went in one phone call. I got a call from Universal about uh, Piranha possibly being like Jaws. And I said, well, Jaws is very much like the picture I made 20 years ago, Monster from the Ocean Floor. And I consider Jaws to be closer to Monster from the Ocean Floor than Piranha is to Jaws. It was the end of the phone call. I never heard from him again. <laughs> well, that's how you handle it. Now, you, you've had a fantastic career of also finding talent. So many great filmmakers have gotten their start with you. People like Dante, Piranha, people like uh, James Cameron are going to start doing some technical work for you. What is the secret to finding real people with a lot of great potential? Well, there are essentially three things I look for. First is intelligence. You might have one success if you're not intelligent, but to have a lasting career, everybody I know has been right. The next is the willingness to work hard. Making motion pictures is glamorous, but it's actually hard work as well. The third is the creative spark, and that's the most difficult to judge. And uh, to a certain extent, it's meeting the person, talking with them. And for instance, on Joe Dante's part, he had a typical career with us. He started as a trailer editor, then became an editor, then a second unit director, then he co-directed a picture called Hollywood Boulevard. That's right. A very funny little picture. Great picture. And then he did Frog. Yeah, which is also a really great picture. And we're really looking forward to seeing the remake. We're really looking forward to uh, getting it on Blu-ray. Here's my card for the different talent. And uh, we are here at 2010 with Roger Corman, one of the most wonderful men who's ever lived. Thank you so much for everything you've done, all your films. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you.